brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Hello, welcome back to the Flurry Sports Podcast. My name is Zach Bruner. With me as always is Jake Osman. Excuse me. A little bit of a brighter mood this week, I believe, Jake. Uh, but how are you doing? How was your week? You know what? We're here. <laughs> the Packers game did not go exactly according to plan. But here's honestly, honestly, for our show, for the people, for fans of storylines, mm-hmm. I have one regret. Seattle making it in fucking blows. That's how I felt. Like Packers lose, fine. Like I don't, I didn't think they were going to go anywhere. Anyways, we don't need to see Geno Smith in the playoffs. They were a good feel good story, but I'm done with it. Even Geno, like his tweets were like, uh, "I there's there's a lot of stuff to get better in the off season, but I guess it's going to have to wait a week." Like he knows he's going to get the shit kicked out of him. Plus, it it's doesn't like, matter. Selfishly. I had content made. I had a fun article <laughs> ready to go about can you imagine like the greatest storyline the NFL's ever told could have been Stafford trades his heart for one year. Like yeah. one year and then the Lions make it in. Incredible. Mm-hmm. Incredible story. There's other teams that are at least more interesting in the NFC. Like the Seahawks, good for them. But Carolina would have been more fun. Way more fun. Saints, I'm still not sure if they're good or bad. I would love to find out if they had another week to play. Um, I think uh, the Pat- commanders still think they're in. <laughs> Rivera's not convinced yet. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's Falcons are fine. Let the Falcons play. It, there's just a lot of, I don't know. There's some weird matchups this week, and I guess uh, there's a lot to talk about. Um, but... One question I did have written down that I want to know your opinion on because there's a lot of divisional matchups in the playoffs this year, which is interesting. And I want to know if you think if that is that good for the NFL playoffs. So uh, for the people listening, Seahawks and 49ers kick off the playoffs, kick off wildcard weekend. And it's a divisional matchup, which means it's the third time they've played this year. So out of 18 games, three of them will be the same matchup. Uh between those teams, obviously. We got Miami and Buffalo. Uh, we got the Baltimore Ravens and Bengals, who just played last week. And then in terms of other just repeat matchups, I'm not sure if the Chargers and Jags played, but I know the Giants and Vikings just played a couple weeks ago. And uh, Cowboys and Buccaneers kicked off the season, I do Correct. believe. 
So like these are all repeats. And do you think that's good for the NFL? Do you think it doesn't matter at all? Or what's your opinion on that? I think short answer is it's good. I think, hey, we're, you know, simple rules of booking. You plant seeds and you come back, you know? So I think the the fan, the casual fan has more to buy into this way than, here's my real answer. If teams are good and have storylines around them, then it does not matter. Like, what is the most anticipated matchup in this postseason? It's Chiefs-Bills. Right. Um, right. And that's because of history and, like, things like that. Does anyone care about uh, 49ers Seahawks? No. Because no. the Seahawks are bad. Now, if it's, you know, like if the Packers had made it in and it was Packers-Vikings, I would argue that people would care because the Packers have a lot of storylines around them and the Vikings have gotten talked about a lot this year. So it's like, I think if the teams are good, it's only enhanced by being in those divisional matchups. And I think if the teams are lousy, it at least makes it watchable. Because as, as uninterested as I am in 49ers Seahawks, I can't tell you how bored I would have been by Eagle Seahawks. Sure. That that's true. That's true. Um just when I first just thought about it and stuff, my thought was like for the fans of those teams, I feel like this means more and I feel like it could be more interesting. And and maybe that points to what you're saying about Packers Vikings being interesting because you're a Packers fan, you hate Correct. the Vikings. Correct. Yeah. True. Um but like truly Seahawks 49ers really, really, really do not care. But then the only thing that I think could make it somewhat more interesting is if these teams split the regular season series, if it's a storied rivalry, I think Ravens Bengals is, you know, it's an AFC North rivalry. So it feels a little bit different. They split obviously last week they played in the Ravens lost, but they didn't have Lamar Jackson. So I feel like that has a little bit more on the line than a matchup like Seahawks Niners who Niners won both times this year. And if the Seahawks win, truly, it feels like it would be a fluke. And it would yeah. feel like if the Seahawks win, to me, it truly doesn't feel like any given Sunday. It feels like it's a fluke and they need to play again. <laughs> and I wouldn't want that either. But I don't know. Um, I think so, too. I think in general, that's more condemnation of the seven-team playoff than the matchups. I think... There's yeah, a few yeah. teams to me that feel that way. Um, I think if Tom Brady wasn't playing for the Buccaneers, I would feel that way about them. Like sure. they should lose. Like it's yeah. interesting because it is Brady, but like I th- I don't know if people understand how much less interesting the Bucks are this year. They've been really really bad, but like there there couldn't have been a better matchup for them. I think. Because one, it's like Tom Brady, obviously, Tom Brady's Tom Brady's in the postseason. Uh, nobody wants to play him. On top of that, he's never lost to the Cowboys before, so they can run that storyline. Yeah. And then on top of that, Dak Prescott's fucking terrible. And he is, I, th- he's, I think he might be getting somewhat close to the streak of most intercept consecutive interceptions uh, thrown in a game. All he does is throw interceptions. He is just Jameis Winston without the big downfield plays that Jameis Winston makes. So like Dak's going to give the Buccaneers some. So like truly, even if though the Cowboys are the more talented team, who the hell knows about that game? 
To your point of the matchups, though, I did just think of like a maybe a contradiction to my previous point, which is thinking of the just the NFC side. Um, I don't think there's any like if you're gonna go with the story of like the Seahawks are fluky and like that win's not even gonna feel good. There's one team that that would feel right against, and it's Minnesota. You you mean like a team upsetting them or what? Yeah, like if it was Seahawks Vikings. Oh yeah 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 yeah. And Seahawks win that game, everything works out because it doesn't feel like it needs yeah. to be replayed because the story is the Vikings are going to slip on a banana peel. Right. Uh, what? Let's see what the Vikings point differential ended up being for the year. Negative three. So the thirteen four team has been outscored by three points this year, and that includes. Week uh, 18, where they faced not just uh, Nathan Peterman, but they also had to face the Wombo combo of him and Tim Boyle. So uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm happy they only struggled with them a little bit. By the way, Peterman and Boyle, really Law good firm. representatives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Senators, yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, it's going to be an interesting playoffs. I do like, and obviously it's just money, but I do enjoy it that it's over the course of three days. Yeah. Uh, we got Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Obviously, last week, obviously, we did the show. is during Monday Night Football. All the crap was going on. We didn't know what was going on, not just with football, but with the life of DeMar Hamlin. Uh, for the people who somehow are under a rock, obviously, he's fine. In fact, he's out of the hospital today, which is bananas. Uh, watch yeah. out, Minnesota Vikings. Don't slip on those. But, like, so he's good. Everything's fine. Play football. Uh, kind of. Not really. But we didn't know what was going to happen with the game. Bills, Bengals ended up being, like, a no contest. So that didn't matter. Yeah. Um, they had to figure out what they were going to do with the playoff rules. Now, if the Bills and uh, Bengals meet each other, possibly the Bills and uh, Chiefs. Chiefs meet each other in the AFC Championship, it's going to be at a, uh, a independent uh, location, which... Yeah. Did you hear the storyline that came out about that? No. So they, the NFL offered it to Indianapolis, and Indianapolis turned it down. Incredible. Because they had a volleyball <laughs> tournament in town. And there's no hotel rooms left. Big which, 10, baby. Big 10? Oh, no, no, no. Uh, AJ Hawk's daughter's playing in it. So we're no. talking, <laughs> we're talking younger. But so, like, obviously bad, right? Yeah. But let's think about it a little bit. What if the Colts made the AFC championship? Yeah. <laughs> they didn't know. Like the, the, they, the reason is that there's no hotel rooms left in a conference center city, essentially. And the Colts were supposed to be good. But I think everyone knows they weren't good. But that that's that. Whatever. Um and another point is, oh, another. Th so that's what they ended up. The NFL ended up deciding on is that it's going to be independent location. I want to know your opinion on. They were also toying with the thought of making an eighteen playoff for some reason, and I'm extremely happy they didn't do this because if they did it, they would never go back, and it's just too many teams. But if they did that, then Jake, that means the Steelers would have made it in. Yeah. On the AFC side, would have played the Chiefs. And then the Lions, obviously, would have made it in. On the NFC side, would have played the Eagles. Do you think that's more fun for this year? 
Um, yes. I do too. I I think the only thing is this year in particular, it is more fun because some of the more noteworthy teams just missed. But I do mm-hmm. think like that breeds the same. It, like some team like the Giants will always make it in in that format. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You know? Um, but I do think that those matchups in particular are good. Um, I also like, I don't know, even just thinking of the old format, it does feel weird. You know what might make these matchups more fun? Is honestly just if we could have had two buys. Yeah, I mean, especially I. I mean, on to maybe to your earlier point, the AFC side doesn't seem as compelling just because I think Dolphins Bills seems fun Mm -hmm. because of the year they've had. Definitely less fun now with the possibly third string Mike Glennon surprise in there for the Dolphins. Um, But on the NFC side, for sure. Like it is more fun to see Seahawks, Vikings, and that mm-hmm. lower like the 49ers and Bills deserve a buy. I like, agree. In terms yeah. of talent tiers, like it does still feel like we're in that bracket of like each side has like two teams that are destined to go all the way. And if they don't, it'll be an upset, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it that's and the NFL is so weird this year. To your point, there's teams that are very clearly better than the others, and there's a lot of fluky, weird teams. And I think it's almost guaranteed that these teams that are so much better than the others are going to lose right away. That's what that's just what it feels like to me. I feel like someone's going to trip and fall and drool all over themselves all the way to the their cha- conference championship game. Well, I'm so uninterested in the 49ers. I don't know if that's a hot take. I that's think fair. they're very good. Um, I think I was just surprised. I was talking to one of my staff members who um, formerly worked for Syracuse football, like is super into like the ins and outs of the game. And he's like, I think the 49ers and Brock Purdy are like who I'm cheering for the most. He's like, I think the Mr. Irrelevant story is so interesting. And I mm. – I'm out. I don't know if it's that Iowa State rivalry burning deep in my heart. You know, yeah. fuck the clones. I don't know. But um, I just – here's – you know what it is. The 49ers are the spurs of football, and I hate fundamentals. I It doesn't mess with my person. I think that's a pretty good – I think Shanahan in a lot of ways is very Popovich-like. I uh-huh. think their team is consistently great, and I just think for me that makes me love them. Like, have some personality, you know? And George Kittle's just Tim Duncan. That's all he is. Same personality. Oh, for sure. No, no, no. We all know it. (laughs) Say it along with me at home. George Kittle is Manu Ginobili. If Manu Ginobili... (laughs) No. if If Manu Ginobili was a tight end, he'd be George Kittle. You don't think George Kittle would kill a bat? Oh, you're right. You're right on that part. He would absolutely kill that. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, that's true. I was thinking the exact same thing. Like the 49ers are just the fundamentally sound team that's boring. I went to Wisconsin basketball, uh, but oh my I, God. yeah. But I mean, Spurs are the exact same thing, and Spurs are probably a better comparison because they're always good. Like you're, they're quietly just very good. Um, yeah. Not this year. <laughs> Not the past couple of years, uh, but they're trying to be bad, I think, maybe, possibly. Um, but 
yeah, like that's interesting that someone is still interested in the mystery relevant story because I think it's interesting until you hear Brock Purdy talk and they're like, oh, God, I'm out. Like, screw that. He is the most bland yeah. Iowa State guy of all time. Yeah, for sure. He's also like, folks, he's he's Tom Brady. Like, wake up. He's boring doughboy yeah. system quarterback who's got enough skills to really make it work. By the way, I think Tom Brady has risen above that a little bit, but he mm-hmm. certainly was that coming out of college. Like, yeah. Belichick plucked him in and said, you kind of look like Drew Bledsoe. Go get him. <laughs> Pretty much. That was his rah-rah speech before he went in there. You look so much like Drew Bledsoe, Tom. But both so your much. legs are working. Get in yeah. there. <laughs> you got this. They won't even know. Um, But, yeah, I think that's fair. In terms – so, I mean, we're two Packer fans. Who are you cheering for? What who's What's the storyline you're wanting? Who are you cheering mm. for? In the playoffs, then. All right. First off, we've got some new. I think Demar Hamlin and the near tragedy that surrounds that has one immediately fed into the money making machine that is the NFL, and now yeah, the Bills are America's team. Yep, for sure, for sure. Um, so that story, ironically for me, is st- now the most interesting story again because I still was all in on Bills Chiefs. And now they have firmly, like, the Bills mm. are America's team. They are so face, it hurts. And the True. Chiefs are running ring around the rosy plays because they're so much better than everyone else. Like, we're yeah. firm heel face. So on the AFC side, like, I, I don't, if we don't get that game, it will feel like the playoffs were uh, a miss, you know? How, however, like, if the. Uh, I'm not sure if it would be AFC. Ch- I think it still could be AFC championship bills. Bengals. That's interesting though, because like they didn't get to play the game. I forgot about that. That's, that's good too. That would also work because the other storyline that's on the back burner is, um, you know, I love me some Joe Burrow's got the chiefs number. I love that. I really sure. like it a lot. Plus talk about booking. The Bills beat the Bengals, justice for DeMar, and they still never beat the Chiefs. Yeah, and that's what it feels like to me. And that's one of the that's, big- that's so wrestling booking. That's very, very good. Um, my other one, low key, is <laughs> lawful good, the ghost of we respect and take care of our players, and the ghost of Tua, get your shit together in Bills Miami is pretty great. Oh, it, it's very fun. Um, it sounds like now, since I think they did get some negative press for basically being like, Tua could play this weekend. Tua is ready to go. And by the way, if Tua still ends up going, you will not see a more negative version of Zach Bruner. Like, if, if he wants to play, no rules. Let the Bills do whatever the fuck they wanted to. Because this is on him at this point. If he's that hurt, he should not be playing football. Um, and, by the way, Bills could do whatever they want, to your point, because they're so over right now. They could slam two ahead first into the turf, and they'll be like, you know, the Bills have earned one. They've got one. 
I think the fun story would be the Bills take better care of Tua than the Dolphins do. Like they go to sack him and they just lay him down very gently. Like they're like, you know, they called the trainers over. Um, Dolphins trainers won't go onto the field. It has to be a Bills guy. Has to the same guy. Uh, (laughs) It is the same guy. I will say, I'll just say it. No one, everyone else, Zach is too afraid to say it, so I'll say it. Okay. Tua coming back and beating the Bills is pretty awesome storyline wise. I. I mean, I was thinking for week 18, the Patriots beating the Bills would be so, so good because everyone would hate the Patriots worse than ever before. If they just completely dismantled the Bills, danced in the end zone, partied on the three at the 30 in honor of of DeMar, like that would have been perfect heel move. And they, they were close. They were close. That game was very close. Just go, just monster heel push. They beat the Bills. Tua and Tyreek Hill are on a winning streak. They beat Justin Herbert and the Chargers. They silence those ghosts. Yeah. Uh, I. They beat Burrow because th- he gets hurt. Mm-hmm. Right. That would, that would be, it'd be interesting. So, like, one of the, th- the big question for this week for me, though, so we know the Bills are cursed. Yeah. They've been cursed. They cannot get it done when it matters. They can't make the play when the play needs to be made. Does the DeMar thing reverse the curse? Is that what breaks the curse? Or is it still there? And I'll say to me, and I'll say for the team I'm rooting for, it's the Bills. It, yeah. it truly is. I have to root for the Bills. Um as someone who's like lost a teammate before, a player I've coached, it's fucking heartbreaking and just seeing those players like yeah. at press conferences still. Like they're juice. They deserve this. But do I think they're gonna get it done? I don't. <laughs> I think that they're gonna get really close. And I think it's going to be a last second heartbreaking loss to the hands of the Chiefs. I that's how what it feels like. I will say I'm now more in on like, you know how you, the universe will save the Bills is by not having them play the Chiefs. Yeah, that that would be the way to do it. You know, and I think that, you know, the universe aligns and on they go. Um, I also, in terms of who I'm rooting for, I think DeMar Hamlin has rightly thrusted uh, the Bills into the center of, like, everyone's love and support. And I think I am still supporting them maybe the most. Um, I'm not going to lie – as much as I want them to win for Demar, I almost equally want them to win for Diggs. I like really have yeah. always liked him. I think he got bored. I don't know if I should. I want to say. I think he got borderline racist treatment in Minnesota. I don't know if I want to throw that label out there, but there was a lot of white guys on one side and one black guy on the other. So you do the math. But um, I, I also think ever since, like he's been the haunted one. Like, yeah, you know, like last year it was his photo of him, like soaking in the confetti and everything else. Like, mm-hmm. I think he is like typical Mr. Like what everyone wants a ball player to be like. And for a while, he just got labeled as like the reason a team couldn't win, which ever since has like made me want him to win so bad. Right. You take um, that and if it, could, if it could come the same year, the Vikings lose in hilarious fashion the first round, I'd take it. I would take mm-hmm. that story. But I still think I'm rooting the most for the Eagles. That's fair. I like the Eagles as well. Uh, but, yeah, Bill's like 
truly, I think there's only one player on their entire team I dislike. Like, I love their coaching staff. I love the players other than Gabriel Davis, who I really dislike. I am not a Gabriel Davis guy. But they still got Cole Beasley, I think. I think that balances out. Von Von Miller could be the first player, I believe, ever to win three Super Bowls with different teams, which is crazy. Yeah. And Jake, can you imagine the speech he's going to fucking build up for this week? By the way, he has ACL surgery. He's walking like two days afterwards. What Vod's up to something? What the fuck is going on there? He's gonna pull out that trophy. He's gonna pull out that trophy. He's gonna give the speech. And Damar's gonna be there. He's gonna get Damar. He's Damar's gonna bring the trophy into the room. Could you imagine the electricity that would be that? Uh, they they have to win. They have to win. Except for if they play the Chiefs. They're going to lose to the Chiefs. But if they play anybody else, they have to win. I I think in terms of what I think will happen, it feels like Chiefs beat Bills, Eagles beat Chiefs is very, like, railroad. Like, that makes us know who we're rooting for in the big game. The Eagles mm-hmm. get it done, and we get to see Jason Kelsey put on the Mummers outfit one last time. Like, I will cry. If Jason Kelsey, <laughs> yeah, if yeah. Jason Kelsey gives a post Super Bowl speech where he retires and yeah. he's just hungry dogs run fast, <laughs> I will. I'm gonna lose it. I can't. Oh my god! Greatest championship speech of all time. Go look it up. Go even people who've seen it before. Give it another watch. That is, it's on like a monthly rotation for me. Once a month, I have to go in there, get hyped up a little bit, get a little pep in my step. Um. So, Let's can let's I talk pre- about my favorite yeah. inside joke that hopefully fans of the show go watch the speech and come back so you understand this joke because yeah. I will say this sometimes no one ever gets it and I don't know if my staff knows what it means because my staff anytime like we're listing people because that happens like ever like in housing and anytime you're on a team it's like at the end of the year it's like thanks to this person that person that person for all they did and I'll mm-hmm. always sneak in. Lane Johnson can't stay off the juice. <laughs> Just in the middle of it. Susie was a senior. Lane Johnson can't stay off the juice. Alec got off the probation list. Like, I'm just like, it's my favorite. It's so good. <laughs> no one ever really looked into that, by the way. Everyone's just like, what? What's what's he talking about? <laughs> Has anyone ever said that? Yeah. No, um, exactly. But that was what was beautiful about it. Also, by the way, underrated. I looked out. Because I was interested in possibly like maybe editing a side by side if it was something interesting. Jason uh, Travis Kelsey's post Super Bowl speech, one mm-hmm. kind of everything you expect. He's drunk as shit. He's got a necklace of beer cans and a fur <laughs> coat. Um, just screaming, "Fight for your right to party." Um, yeah. He does sneak in what I think. I'm like, that's pretty good. And I hope they play. If they play in the Super Bowl, I hope they play that because he sneaks in a great line of like, 14 years, 14 fucking years. They've been burying uh, Reed. They've been burying Andy Reed, and the big man wins. Big Red wins. And I'm like, I love you. <laughs> I love you so much. Yeah. Just total energy. <laughs> so good. That's very good. Um, before we get off. Uh, Super Bowl winner, I think. This will be the last thing. So let's just pretend. 
Okay. Let's pretend America gets what they want and Buffalo Bills make it to the Super Bowl. We'll be right back. Okay. So I'm just wondering here, talking by myself, Buffalo Bills, they are face. They are America's team. They are the team everyone is rallying behind who they want to play, uh, who they want to win. So if we look at the NFC side then, if the Bills are the underdog, sort of, the team that everyone wants to win, we need to have villains on the other side. And my question then would be, who are the biggest villains on the NFC for the Bills to play and for fans to rally against? And obviously, we start number one. We go Philadelphia Eagles. I don't think the Eagles are villains. I don't think the Eagles are a team that anyone hates. Could they do something to elicit some hate? I feel like Sirianni's got a little bit of that in him. Uh, So maybe, but I think no. San Francisco 49ers, number two. They're definitely the favorites to go to the Super Bowl out of the NFC side. They're very good. They are a tough, aggressive team. But I don't think anyone hates the 49ers either. Even if you dislike Kyle Shanahan, I don't think you hate the 49ers. Like, you don't hate Christian McCaffrey. Nobody hates George Kittle. If you do, reevaluate yourself. Nobody hates Devo Samuel. People forget Brandon Ayuk is there. Uh, Kyle Juszczyk is the dude. So not them. Minnesota Vikings, as much as I hate the Vikings, they're not villains. They're not important enough. They're not relevant enough to be villains at a national-wide, league-wide level. So even though Kirk Cousins is hateable, they're not the team. And then I'm just going to skip here to two other teams that are for sure not it, in my opinion. Giants, I think, is a good story because of Dayball, but they're for sure not hated. Nobody hates the Giants. And then Seahawks. Seahawks are one of the biggest faces of the league this year because of Geno Smith. Uh, Pete Carroll had one of the biggest uh, reverses of all time in terms of being a guy that a lot of people hated, a lot of people thought was overrated, and all of a sudden Pete Carroll's likable because they got Russell Wilson out of town. They turned it around and they are all of a sudden, uh, you know, the baby faces over there. So they are not the matchup either. So then that brings us to the four versus five matchup, the wild card matchup. One of these teams will be eliminated right away. The other team, I believe, will be the best matchup for the Bills in the Super Bowl in terms of marketing, in terms of storyline, in terms of all of that. So we got the Buccaneers versus the Cowboys. So the storyline. The Buffalo Bills are America's team now. They're the team everyone's rallying around. Who was America's team? That was the Dallas Cowboys. And that's the storyline there. They are. That was the first matchup of the very. Se- uh, oh, never mind. They played the Buccaneers. Scratch that. But still. America's team versus the team that's coined America's team. And the Cowboys are probably the most hated team overall in the league would be my guess. Um, They're certainly the most polarizing. And then the other side is Tom Brady, obviously playing Buffalo. We got Tom Brady going up against the team 
He'd be down for years and years and years, and he would clearly be uh, the villain there. Uh, there's going to be some people uh, cheering for him, but overall, he's the villain as Jake comes back here. Jake, I'm taking it through the NFC here because if the Bills are America's team, the Bills are the team everyone wants to root for, then who is the best possible matchup on the NFC side uh, to be villains against them? And I narrowed it down, I think, is Buccaneers-Cowboys, I think, are the two clear ones. Uh, I don't think anybody else is a good enough villain matchup for them. Do you disagree with that? I think it has to be one of those two. I have one. Let's see if this plays on the national stage. Minnesota. They they fluke their way in, Zach. They, they win on a doink. They fumbled their way into the like if they play up this whole we're never gonna lose thing. Yeah. I I just think like my the exact thing you get I digs said, Minnesota. That's I, I like that, but like I truly think they're too they're not important enough to be heels. To, to be heels, yeah. Like I think Kirk Cousins is hateable, but I don't think they're just not it. Like the Cowboys for sure. Everyone hates. And then Tom Brady has harassed the Bills for decades. I think those are, the, in my opinion, those are the two matchups. Like, one of those two Won't stop teams. calling. <laughs> exactly. Like, get Tom out of here. Why is he still here? I thought you retired. Go spend time with your kids. And he's still <laughs> harassing the Buffalo Bills organization from the other conference, from the other side. Uh, I was thinking about that, too. I kind of think... Maybe I'm getting too trapped in that. I think that's why I'm not thinking the Bills are going to make the Super Bowl because I think there's a lot of heels on the AFC side that could like yeah, yeah, be their foil. And the NFC honestly has a ton of fun like teams you'd want to cheer for. Right? Yeah i I truly don't think anyone on like I don't think the Buccaneers are even that good if. Heels. I think the Cowboys are the only heels, and it's just because they're the Cowboys. I think I feel the opposite. I think I think the Buccaneers are more of a heel team because I think it seems dormant right now. But if the Buccaneers start winning, sure, it, yeah, 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 you sure. know, it, it'll get riled up again. I because I think there's big potential for like we're not really playing out the fact because it hasn't gone well. Like we're a little bit like the Giselle stuff was like drama. I think if they start winning and go on a run, like Tom Brady's the man who sold his personal life mm-hmm. for one more ring, which he has seven of. Right. That's it. Versus Again, the to, Bills? To take it away from the Bills is so funny. Yeah. It's so funny. I would love that. Jaseel comes out in a DeMar Hamlin jersey. <laughs> what if she's like Josh Allen and Giselle were spotted at dinner the night before the Super Bowl? Oh, my God. Like, st- stuff like that would be... Awesome. And Josh Allen looks so scared. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. He's such a cutie. He's quickly becoming one of my favorite NFL players. <laughs> He's what Packer fans think Brett Favre is. Brett Favre is fine. Leave Brett. No, alive. no, no, no. I forgot who I was talking to for a second. He plays like Brett, but he's actually likable. He's actually I mean, a little child Brett, out there. Brett was likable at one body. point, though, too. Give Josh Allen some money. Give him a vulnerable fan base to steal money from, and he's going to do the same thing. 
All the gunslingers do. Is that the argument? Is that the argument? You're gunslinger on the field. You're gunslinger off of it. How did you feel? Sunday Night Football. Collinsworth is like... Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre are so much alike. He took so much from him. Like, oh, Aaron's not going to like this. Like, don't, don't. Why are we comparing the two? Knock it off. Also, every side of the fan base disagrees with that. For sure. Yeah, no one agrees. Yes, they throw off balance. Next. That was my favorite. I was like, why are you bringing this up? And then they showed that clip. It's, that's it. You know who also threw off balance? Mark Sanchez. (laughs) True. True. Uh, so did Matt Hostrider. I don't think about oh, Matt Hostrider, what a cut. What a cut. Hey, Matt, if you're listening, no one ever looked better in athletic goggles than you did, bud. <laughs> True. Facts. Sometimes I have dreams of high school football and you're there looking at me. Goggles in the wind. Um, but I, I, I don't think David Carr ever threw a pass on balance his whole career. No, 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 no. He threw multiple with his back firmly on the ground. I think that's right. Yeah, uh, leg that behind did, his head. Yeah, yeah, that did bother me. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if we have time for this, but I'm going to throw it out here now. I think Collinsworth doesn't get enough credit for being the worst broadcaster I've ever heard in my whole life. He okay, so I don't disagree with you. Is he the worst or is he just annoying? And maybe that's the same thing. I don't know. No, here's why I think he gets a pass because he's not that annoying, but I think he's clinically bad. Like, <laughs> okay, he comes into a game now that I say this, and you already know this because I've had this tirade before, you won't be able to watch another Chris Collinsworth game without going nuts because he comes in with three bullet points. He's oh, got yeah, yeah, three yeah. players circled, and no matter what happens, that's one of them's Harrison Smith. <laughs> one of them's <laughs> no matter David the Bakhtiari is a solid presence. They mentioned that in a game where he got called for three holding penalties. Like, yeah, no matter right. what goes on, he's anchoring them down there. He <laughs> yeah. has made a big impact on the game. And then he then Mike Tarico is always out there with like. Well, he's gotten called for three penalties tonight, and Collinsworth always comes back with something like, but to still make that impact is incredible. <laughs> yeah. It's always it's always that. Like in the Packers game, my least favorite one was like, think of how far Jared Goff has come. Like Jared, Jared Goff still thinks he's the number one quarterback in this league, and he did that after Jared Goff had been sacked by <laughs> – the heaviest player on the field. Like, it's yeah. like, you can't, that's not when we highlight things. Like, <laughs> yeah. that's not right. Um, he always agree with, agrees with officials. No matter what a call is, he's wrong on it. That's my favorite. That's another True. thing he does where he doesn't actually have an opinion. He just goes, I'm not sure about that one, Mike. <laughs> Hate it. Hate it. They don't flash to the booth very often when Collinsworth is commentating. And I wonder if there's just a, a big soundboard. They just have little quip, like Collinsworth quips that someone, Jason Witten's up there pushing the buttons because, you know, what the fuck's Jason Witten doing these days? Uh, it's just learning from a Collinsworth soundboard. But yeah, like he pre-records like, okay, I got some, got some really good stuff on Harrison Smith this week. Yeah. Uh, just, I got these five buttons, fire them up whenever, just go, have at her. It's fine if you repeat them. When I think what drives me nuts is if you – I think he gets away with it because most people don't watch football the way like maybe you or I do, where I watch it so consistently that 
it's not the first time he brings up Harrison Smith. Right, right. It's the 11th game in a row. And he every time he tries to do like the what a season Harrison Smith's been having. And me and my dumb encyclopedic brain is like, <laughs> you changed one word. That's the same <laughs> spiel. You did the, the Vikings have everyone new on this team except Harrison Smith. He recycled it because you didn't have time. When they were playing the Vikings, I thought he was going to have a conniption because him and Rodgers like, met and they were like, a lot of history between these two. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, I bet. And also, here's the number one thing I dislike about his commentary style. He delivers every line <laughs> with the mental ad, nailed it. Like every yeah, time he, sure. every time he drops one of his sound bites, he finishes it with the like tone of did it mm-hmm. again. <laughs> and perfect. Here we go. Yep. Go ahead, Mike. Like it just, <laughs> you know, Sashay's out of the way. And I, I really think what it is is everyone gives Buck and Aikman so much crap. Yeah. And I'm like, you've gone free for too long. I'm <laughs> they- on your ass. I've been a little bit oblivious to, I think, that this season. And probably because uh, we record during Monday Night Football usually. Correct. Um, but, yeah, I think people are still hating on Buck and Aikman a lot, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Um, they're not. They're a- pretty good. Um, Buck is hated by every fan base equally, which is really funny to me because he just sure. has a more cynical tone. It's yeah. hilarious to see him cover baseball. Because baseball fans are like, his dad was like this like figurehead in the sport. And mm-hmm. he is like classically trained. But he gets talked about in that like, oh, I just wish he had a better attitude. Like that's my favorite <laughs> part about Buck. Aikman is just a homer. That's Aikman's problem yeah. is like, which I kind of like. That's not the reason why I dislike it. Like he's a mm-hmm. Cowboys fan. Which I don't think that's a bad thing. No. To be in the booth. Like. It would be weirder if he was like being super fake mad at Jerry Jones or something. Like, I like that he's a homer. I like that he has clearly had conversations with like every person on that team beforehand. Also, I would rather have personality than sacrifice that for someone who doesn't have an ego. That's why people, Mm -hmm. there's so much ego dripping out of that booth. That's why people don't like them is. Like Buck is come sounds pretentious and Aikman is <laughs> pretentious, so you know <laughs> it's gonna come out that way. Um, I, yeah. I Booger's annoying, but I think overall harmless. <laughs> yeah, I love Booger. I actually kind of liked his coverage of the Demar Hamlin thing. Did you go back and listen to that? I did a really good job. I think he's great when he's not in the booth. And even when he was in the booth, I think he was bad because he was put in the worst possible situation of all time. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> like, Booger, go in this weird moving car uh, 300 yards away. See ya. We'll cut to you. It's got a delay. Have fun. Like, right. It's- no, like, no one would have excelled. We were also launching Man and Cast at the same time. Right. Like, <laughs> it, it was bad. It was bad. So, I don't know. I just think it's interesting, like... Like so often, it's like I think, uh, like, do we want milk toast broadcasters? Like, that's like I think what people want, and I'm like, I don't know. Like, best broadcaster yeah. of all time, Bill Walton. Hands down, <laughs> no questions. <laughs> love Bill Walton. I I love Bill Walton for ten minutes, and then afterwards, <laughs> I'm I'm good. I my head hurts. He he just jumps around too much. I have ADD. It's really tough to figure out what's going on, what sport I'm watching. 
I can um, take him for one game. That's fair. I'll tune in and out. If I can, like, I mean, it's, col- it's college basketball, but if we just pretend if it's quarters, like, if I can get him for first and fourth, I'm good. Right, right. I don't want second and third. Hey, I've said this before, and I'll say it again. Best basketball game I ever watched was Badgers, Rutgers, and they somehow got Bill Walton and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar <laughs> to be the broadcasters, and Walton just kept telling embarrassing stories about Kareem <laughs> and sometimes calling him Lou. A, a mistake no one's yeah. made in 50 years. Yeah. <laughs> He's, he's talking so about the winter solstice, how much he could bench. It was a, he's trending on Twitter and then responded with, "How does one trend?" <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. He's incredible, man. I think my first introduction to him as a commentator, he was commentating a Houston Rockets game, and Yao Ming was still playing, and he had all the facts about the import export of rice in China. He had the GDP of China. He had all the Chinese facts, and we're like, thank you, Bill. Um, can we get back to the game? That was, like, he was interrupting people just to be like, hey, I guess this is also a China fact. Like, okay, well, Yao Ming's followed out 10 minutes ago. Like, let's 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 move it on. Uh, but th- love him. <laughs> love him, hate him, everything in between. Um, anything, we're going to go back to NFL football with a Great. game later, Jake. But do you have anything else to talk about uh, the – playoffs or anything else with that you think no but i do have a segue into college football perfect what do you got i think we're going to disagree on this i don't know if i loved the sideline format for these college football playoff games the announcing really okay i thought these games were incredible and i think pat's crew is awesome right yeah um I thought the uh, um, the RG three crew drove me nuts. Yeah, it was. I I didn't watch the full game. I saw mostly just the highlights. But yeah, well, so that's what I that's what I've been telling folks is like I think they were built for highlights. For like sure, both crews had awesome highlights. I- Whole okay. Am I audio went out for a second? I could kind of see it. Yeah, yeah, but you're good. Uh, I watched the whole Michigan game. Kind of, kind of drove me wild. I don't know what's going on. That, that one guy from who's the Titans lineman definitely had money on Michigan. Taylor Lewan, yeah, he went to Michigan, so yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, like, but and was trying to pretend to not be a homer. Okay, which was the part that I don't. Know, it was just it was it was too much. It was I went back and watched the highlights. Like that's my point. Is like sure. Yeah. I enjoyed the highlights in a way where I was like, did that? I don't remember that because it was like I was trying to watch the game. And then when I watched the highlights, I wasn't trying to watch the game. Sure. That I mean, that's almost where I run it into problems with the Manning cast where it's like mm. it's almost hard to watch the game when you're watching something like that. And for whatever reason, the national championship with the P- Pat and his crew today, I think I was watching the game pretty closely i think they figured it out where they added to the game today for me but for sure like man and cast and sometimes when they do the sideline stuff or the watch along stuff you're truly like you're it's hard to pay attention to the game which for me i usually dislike yeah um and also like 
Yeah, I know. It, it just was a lot. And also, I I can't believe I'm saying this. There was too many linemen on one podcast. I think they uh, thought I think I they know. thought that would be funny. And then RG3 yeah. would anchor it, but then he had a kid. Right. <laughs> yeah. True. And um, so suddenly, yeah. suddenly Taylor Wan was the voice of reason. And that well, was asking a lot. Here's the thing. Offensive linemen are the best people you could ever be around. They're the best friends you could have or have. Yeah. They're the best everything. But we're not meant to be in the spotlight, usually. You need a leader. You need someone to lead the ship. And RG3 is not a leader. And that was his problem with the NFL, Jake. And that was the problem about the crew there. Uh, offensive linemen need to have a little uh, chirps in. They need to have a little side comments. That's where that's where we thrive. We're not in the spotlight. It's like, oh, hey, remember me? Here's something from Out of Bounds uh, that I probably shouldn't say. There you go. Yeah. But like, if McAfee was with that crew, probably would have been fine. If you had, I'm trying to think. I mean, maybe even Tebow. Like, I'm just trying to think, like, media personalities who do some stuff that could replace. That's, like, a super strong leader for that. But I think you should have got Boomer down there. Just, like, <laughs> true. It's towering over everybody. Yeah. That or, like, just the most. Yeah, yeah. Get the most vanilla. Get Jason Wynn down there. That's fair. If they could, like, mediate it a little bit, sort of. Yeah. Maybe. Like they Dan Orlovsky. Color, they were an all-color commentator crew. <laughs> That's fair. Get Dan Orlovsky there because he for sure would have been the butt of every joke, probably. True. They could have piled on. That's it. They were just doing bits. Like, that was the whole, <laughs> yeah. which I appreciate. But, like, <laughs> what really did it for me, I'm not going to lie. I was okay. Then the hit happened that I thought was targeting. And they okay. were like... They went into the most offensive lineman mindset ever of like, you can't end the game on a penalty call. And I'm like, get these guys off my screen. Bring back Chris Collinsworth where he goes, I don't know. That could be it. Like, never mind. Bring him back. I want him now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they get a little competitive like they're like they're in the game again. Um, they wanted to play so bad. That was my number sure. one takeaway was th th them and AJ Hawk was prowling the sidelines like a lion looking for like you can't tell me AJ yeah. didn't watch that whole Ohio State game going I could squash these kids. Oh, for sure. And he's doing that again for this one too. Obviously, we are in fourth quarter of Georgia TCU. Georgia currently up 52 to 7. Weird. I can't believe TCU got blown up. That's crazy. Uh who could have foreseen this? I wonder what a better matchup would have been uh, instead of TCU get, making into the college football playoff. I wonder which SEC team that hasn't gotten to play Georgia yet this year. I wonder who, how they could have done. Uh, may, maybe uh, a team coached by a coach that was interviewed probably more than a lot of the teams before the game at the stadium. Nick Saban was there all day doing every show, every podcast, every everything on his recruiting trip, essentially. Alabama would have made this a game. You know, this it would have been honestly, Kansas State would have made this a game. At least they have a little bit of fucking grit. TCU's got nothing. TCU's fucking they're, I'll say it, they're washed. Max Duggan shouldn't even enter the draft. He's done. This is a pathetic display, and I think no one should get drafted from TCU after this. Personally. I think I'm sorry, that last line snuck up on me. Um that you know what? Harsh but the losers. Fair. It, 
Um, they certainly shouldn't get drafted before any K-Staters. Absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> Draft Skylar Thompson again. Why not? Here, here's my thing. We were – this is how come the length of the playoff format is dumb. Because last week was – if this was the basketball tournament, March Madness, that's mm-hmm. the crack, right? Like that's – you know you know what always happens in those? Kansas barely wins in the first round. They rock Maryland in the second round or some yep. equivalent team. Thanks, Creighton. They get demolished because they're like, we were a little off our game in game one. And then in game <laughs> three – that's where they fall, you know? Mm. Yeah, completely No agree. one really loses. Like, <laughs> that's not true. I was going to say no one really loses before the Sweet 16. But <laughs> by that's, definition. That, you know, you're right. That's true. That's true. <laughs> you know? At least you Ask got to play. Go. No one really loses. You made the tournament, and you didn't have to worry about travel. So, you know, <laughs> during sure. the Sweet 16, I, I think this needs three rounds. Uh. Yeah, at least. So, so if it's going to be 12, which I believe in, I think the first, I think the top four get a bye. I think that's what it was, or maybe just top two. Would it be three or four rounds then? Um, If it's top four get a bye, it would be four rounds, which is perfect. I don't hate, man, they're going to have to start so early. Or are they just going to eliminate games? They have to eliminate games, I guess, for hate, safety and shit and all that well, bullshit. Honestly, push it back. I don't need this Pro Bowl gap in the yeah. NFL. Like, stretch it so that it plays during that time frame. Let's do the Pro Bowl game at halftime of the College Football National Championship. <laughs> That'd be pretty fun. That's what I think. That's where the Pro Bowl That's who won. Kansas State should have played. <laughs> the Pro Bowl team? Yeah, by the way, that's basically what the committee gave them. Yeah. Thanks for ruining our bracket. Enjoy Alabama. Um, no so dumb. Uh, here's what really made me mad. TCU should have barely lost to Michigan because that would have been perfect. And Ohio State should have hung on because then at least we get the super interesting. Yeah. Well, this was the most fun way to get to our Big Ten matchup. Right. And instead, Michigan loses. There's a little rumor Harbaugh might leave it's my on favorite. cue. He's on slowly cue. turning face for me. I however, love however, now Michigan's under investigations. He's like, oh shit, there's like real investigations. So now I think he has to leave. Yeah. That's the that's the college coach way. There's investigations. I'm out of here. Cue the bongos in the old Scooby-Doo cartoons. And he runs out and he goes to Indianapolis. I had him pinned for Indianapolis. Um he got a call expecting it to be from Michigan. He's like, how about my race? And it was Pete Carroll going, it's time. Yeah. <laughs> it's you're on conference call with me and urban. You got to get out of there. <laughs> get, trust us. Um, what I, okay. I guess first off, do you think Jim Harbaugh's going to the NFL? Because it kind of seems like he is because of the investigation. I don't know enough about the investigation, so for now I'm going to stick with no. Okay. If he does, yeah. where's the most fun landing spot? And to me, it's he breaks out the old Michigan connection with the uh, Dolphins owner, Ooh. and then after 
after uh, the Dolphins lose round one to the Bills since they went all in to win a Super Bowl this year and McDaniel didn't deliver. McDaniel's going to get fired and replaced by Jim Harbaugh there. I think Jim Harbaugh does have a better chance of getting hired in Miami than Lovey Smith. Um, you, you can figure out why at home. Um, but I, <laughs> I think uh, out of the openings, I hadn't thought about Miami. That would be interesting. Out of the four current openings, um, I would kind of love uh, Denver. Yeah. I, I don't think the Dolphins are going to fire McDaniel, but they did. The Dolphins are so transparent with how they do things, though, because they leaked the information that McDaniel's on the hot seat. And everyone's like, yeah. why? And they're like, yeah, right. Why? Weird. We don't think so either. Uh, so I think he's fine. Out of teams that don't have an opening, <laughs> send them to the Jets. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, Salah's trying to get fired. He's like, let's give Zach Wilson another shot. And everyone's like, no. <laughs> like, why? You have Joe Flacco. <laughs> Joe Flacco. I'm heartbroken. I bought into the Joe Flacco hype in week 18. i like, this is the week. Flacco's going to give us one farewell. And uh, he, again, didn't want to be there. <laughs> He's just uninterested in the NFL. He's just collecting a paycheck. I That was really interesting to me. I, that was wild of like the fall of grace. I love – we talked about it before the season started. This was an undercover snipe by you, I think, of Flacco and Ryan's demise somehow happened at the same time. Yeah, we didn't I, think it would, but they somehow like somehow Flacco had a more noteworthy year than Matt Ryan did. He did. Flacco started hot and then Zach Wilson came in and was bad. And we're like, oh, we should switch to Flacco. Mike and White's then, in and then, out of the Mike White came in. And we're like, oh, Mike White's good. And then Flacco came in. and was like, no, no, no. Mike White, you get back in there with your 18 broken ribs. Like you replaced me. We're done. We're done here. I'm just. Yeah. He, I know Joe Flacco got offended. You know what? Speaking of coaching vacancies, my I was glued. I was I was doing Christmas with family and my partner this weekend, and I had to look away from their lovely faces to watch the Texans game because <laughs> I was glued to the tragedy, the drama of Lovey Smith. My boy Lovey knew he was on his way out, Zach. And what did he do on his way out? One big middle finger, a Texas-sized middle finger. Me and mm-hmm. J.J. Water going down swinging. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get a first-round ra- pick. You don't – sorry, first overall pick. Mm-hmm. I, How um, do you like it? I I was going through mixed emotions, a roller coaster of emotions on Sunday. Uh, one, because it was our grandma's birthday, and she was offended by the gift we gave her. And then two, I heard all about that. We might have to close the show with that, by the way. It's an all time normal moment. And that's what the listeners want. True. Yeah. She was not having it. Um, But two, I bet on the bears to have the worst record at the beginning of the season. And then they let Justin Fields start running the football and the bears looked kind of good. And the bears somehow still suck worse than anybody else. Because thanks to Levy Smith, uh, the bears have the worst record in the NFL. So it's perfect. Lovey did one last solid for Chicago. Yeah, and Lovey, by the way, one and done fired. Don't feel too bad for him. Three years guaranteed money. Congratulations <laughs> on your retirement, Lovey. 
I know. Smart negotiation by him. He knew what was up. So next year, the Texans will be paying Coach Dave, Coach Lovey Smith, and for one year probably, be enemy until he's fired. They're racking up all these uh, coaches that have some common theme you decide. And then they'll decide on maybe maybe Sean Payton will take a year off and then he'll go there or something. Who knows? I think they're going to go back to Bill O'Brien. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> one more time. I really thought someone was going to give him another chance, by the way. I, I think he might be the Patriots offensive coordinator next year. If anyone can rehab a guy with That's a dubious right. past, it's Bill. Mm-hmm. Uh, the reunion tour. All the former Patriots coaches are coming back, except for <laughs> yeah. Vrabel. But, yes. So, Jake, we're an hour in, and, of course, obviously, that means we begin our last segment of the day. That's and we got, it, we got a game. Jake, would you like to introduce the game to the listeners here? The game is simple for those at home whose name might rhyme with Shremily Schrosman. Uh, the game is called Three Words or Less. That was a random dig. Sorry, Em. <laughs> uh, you know, how you doing? I do Could know anybody. That, you know, by the way, she just she just gave this show a five-star review because we said her name. So she's in True. now. Um, mm-hmm. If you have any complaints about it, Em, you can always write Hannah Bruner at Elk Mountain School District with any complaints about the show. But our game today is Three Words or Less. Uh, we are going to describe things in the NFL, how their 2023 will look, Zach. What's the next season, maybe even a little bit of playoffs, look like for them? The catch, we can only use three words. That's right. And we got a list of probably a little over 10 people here. Uh, should we just start at the top and run down it, Jake? You bet. Okay, so number one, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, I put another failed run. I bet he comes back. Wonder what happens. I put one more MVP. Ooh, possible. Possible. Who's next, Jake? Uh, we are going to go with Tua. Ooh, okay. Uh, <laughs> mine's a little more negative. Maybe you should go. <laughs> Mine is returns and benched. Oh, okay. I put making more excuses. Oh, my head hurts. I don't remember throwing the interception. Different type of negative than I thought. Okay, very good. <laughs> okay. Next, Deshaun Watson. And I I had a little M. Night Shyamalan on this one, Jake. I put becomes a masseuse, given back to the community that took him down. You know? Um, I put sins are forgotten. I think they I think they make Bad the playoffs down. next year and, and oh. everyone's wearing Watson jerseys. If on, let's hope. Let's hope. Who's next, Jake? Uh, next on our list, Zach, is Jeff Saturday. Mm. I will go first, and I I will go big ESPN return. <laughs> I hope they have a highlight reel video package. <laughs> Who's coming back? It's a clear silhouette of Jeff Saturday. <laughs> <It's> clearly Jeff <laughs> Saturday. Um, I put uh, Billy Madison too. Let's let's get the film crew. He has to go back to school, learn how to coach. Elementary school, peewee football, all the way back up. End of the movie, he becomes the Colts head coach again. That's what I want to see. That's what That's I want. That's good. Uh, uh, all right, Zach. Uh, what do you have for Lamar Jackson? Lamar Jackson. 
Uh, I have nothing. I'll go with. I forgot to write that one down. Um, I got it. I got it. Ready? Okay. What do you got? Plays for Denver. No. Yes. Yes. How do we wipe our sins away with one more experiment? Bring him in. I'll go with miss more time. He is. I respect Lamar, but we all know what Lamar's doing. Ooh. He's fine. He is. Can I change that slightly? Sure. Plays for Miami. That seems inevitable. He, he's got to go back there. Um, next, Joe Burrow. And I put offensive line away. Once oh. again, continues. Is it this Super Bowl run or the next one? Oh, no. Joe Burrow didn't have enough time to throw to Jamar Chase. Weird. Crazy. I put defending champ. Two words. Because mm-hmm. I didn't know Super Bowl counted as <laughs> one word. <laughs> okay. Uh, just of the AFC North? No. No. Whoa. Bold, bold. Uh, next, Sean McVay. Um, I put leaks own emails. Because let's be honest, <laughs> we know he just wants to be John Gruden. He's just yes. the way he talks. The, oh, I want to be a commentator for ESPN. Okay, Sean. Like, shut the fuck up. He's going to he leak his so own emails. Gruden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. In that's all the good ways. Happen. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. I almost went that route. One of my drafts was um, Amazon Poster Boy. Um, but instead, I'm going to go ESPN body issue. <laughs> He's going to be on the next Sports Illustrated swimsuit. Just holding a mic in front. That's right. Until they announce it. Yeah. Um. Next, Cliff Kingsbury. What do you got for him? Boomer, sooner, baby. I put not coaching football. And Ooh. I would be... I'm not even sure if this is bold. I think it's more likely he never coaches another team again than he takes another head coaching job. I think he's done. Even in college. Even in college. I think he's done. I, I think he'll get a college job. But I I, I, I don't think he right. wants one. I think he's done. He's got well, so much money. All right, Zach. Jason Kelsey. Mm. I have spokesman for Manscaped. He's gonna, the podcast is going to go big, and he is going to be on the cover of everything, every commercial, and it's about time. Mm-hmm. I wrote down – I don't know why this one I got really sad. I just realized I don't know why I thought this was – I wrote down Super Bowl injury. <laughs> why? <laughs> that was, I think that's the storyline. I'd like imagine that podcast. He gets so – Travis comes out there, helps get him off the field. It would be a good moment. Burrow wins. Why manifest it? Why are we do? What are we doing? If I get it right, you come back here, baby. Fine. Uh, let's go with his brother, Travis Kelsey. I did something more positive than a Super Bowl injury. I said breaking more records because oh, he just right. keeps he just keeps getting better. I wrote revenge for Jason. <laughs> okay, it's okay. It's fair enough. Next year, I think he tore. That's how they get the Bengals off their back. <laughs> they're gonna say that's how they get more listeners. <laughs> Everything every week is just like for you, brother. It's just a two-hour promo. Yeah, yeah, that would be good. Um, Mike White, what do you got for Mike White? Starting somewhere else. Ooh, 
Um, mine is similar. I wrote Mike White Award for the people <laughs> listening who don't know. Uh, preseason awards, we uh, talked about the Mike White Award. Someone who comes out of nowhere to start and is a flash in the pan. This year's Mike White Award winner was Mike White. And I'm going to guess Mike White does it again next year. To your point, it might not be with the Jets, though. That's fair. What do you got for Russell Wilson? Okay, Jake. I said Pilates on plane. What was it, it was a failed year for Russell Wilson. Okay. Everything went bad for Russell Wilson. But what was one of the biggest storylines? Oh, he's stretching on the team plane, won a bad guy. What happened that week? They beat the Jacksonville Jaguars in London. <laughs> yeah. they, they beat a playoff team. And if the Jaguars go on a run, Russell Wilson needs to say, you know, do some self-scout. What went right this year? Oh, doing stuff on a plane. How do we up the ante? And he's going to be like that big uh, Pilates guy with the tiny tank top punch in the air. I don't remember his name, but that's what Russell Wilson's going to do. I went with most improved player. Hand in hand with Pilates, but yes. Yes, yes. Mainly because he must go up from here. Yeah, I I agree. (laughs) And if they're 500 next year, he might win MVP. It would be the first time he ever gets an MVP vote. That's wild. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, Tom Brady, I wrote down two of them. So what's yours? And I'll give both of mine. <laughs> That's good. My last one is, uh, or, or mine for Tom Brady. I wrote down a couple too, but I, I, they were all the same idea. I wrote down, uh, dies before retire. <laughs> okay. Getting a little dark, getting a little dark there. I um, think, I, I think he'll say that. I think he will retire someday, but I think the mirage is over. That was my prediction. Like, I think we get the press conference where he's like, why would I retire? He's not even thinking about it. Right. I completely agree. Um, First one I wrote down was kissing his son. We all know that will continue. And then I wrote down Las Vegas Raiders. That's great. He has has to be going there. Last Uh, one. Gruden return. (laughs) Please. Last one. J.J. Watt, obviously, over the course of this, uh, since our last show, I'm not sure if he announced, I think he announced it after our last show. Oh, no, 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 it must have been before, but we haven't really talked about it. There's bigger news. J.J. Watt is now retired. So, Jake, 2023, J.J. Watt not in the NFL. What's your three words? (laughs) W-W-E. Would he be good in the WWE, do you think? Yes, because he's just Hulk Hogan. He is. I just, he has a different kind of charisma. I think, true, but I think as someone who grew up watching John Cena, he's real life John Cena. Mm, That's true. Like, I also think he's big face. Like, he's (laughs) dumb. He would be really bleh in WWE, but I think that would work. Do you think he needs a manager? Yes. Yeah. Derek. Paul Heyman. Oh, Derek, that'd be good too. Um, I would also take Bill (laughs) O'Brien. Please. Yeah. Um, I wrote signs with Steelers. 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 If the Steelers are about to go on the run, JJ Watts, not missing a chance to play with his two brothers. He has to go there. That's true. I also (laughs) at one point wrote down breaks his nose. (laughs) True. Nose is bleeding. (laughs) we know that for a fact and i just want him to tweet about it like all the places it happens like 
<laughs> it's always bleeding. It's always up here. It's not like a normal bloody nose. He gets hit Lime somehow. Lime juice got me in grocery store. Yeah. <laughs> Allergies. Am I right? Just bleeding. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, those are the names we got. Let us know if you liked this segment because we, I think it went well, but like, I mean, if we're grading ourselves here, That's but right. if we let us know if you want us to keep doing it. And if so, give us one topics to do it on. Like today was NFL, obviously, or just give us names that you want us to do, please. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so Jake, is that the show? Well, for the New Year's, like, I think we have to fulfill our New Year's promises, which is we end the show the only way we can. How mad was Grandma Norma when she got her new TV? She, okay, yeah. Grandma's birthday, she's what, 93? <laughs> yeah. 92, 93? She's 93 years old, yeah. Uh, birthday present from the family was a big flat screen TV. Took her a little bit to open it. Big, big build up, big build up. Gets it. She, and the only, I was in the other room. I heard, no, no. And she's screaming. She does not want it. She's not about it. Not wanting a TV. I saw, I saw her afterwards. And her exact word was, I'd rather have a radio. Yeah. She was not about it because that means we have to move pictures. Um, We have to move pictures. We had to spend money on it. Right, yeah, she said she doesn't need it, even though she's like asking everybody what the score is at all times. Uh, so this we might help need with a that. Exactly. Some people did say that it's a present for us. Uh, others, like Jeremy, said immediately, oh, "This is too big," which fed into it. And I great want you Jer- to know, great Jeremy quote, by the way. Yep. Um, everyone has a Jeremy in their family. Uh, I hope that resonated with everyone. And Jake obviously was at his Christmas for his. Uh, other side of the family so your family yeah. wasn't there and i want you to know your parents thrown under the bus immediately wasn't our idea it wasn't it wasn't us it was fucking pete it was not us i think marie did it right away throw throwing you under the so bus oh funny <laughs> so good and you know what it's all coming you know what are you gonna do and uh, maybe it was pete's idea B- big brain pete that's what they call him so i i think it could have been his idea um i'll say for folks at home just to tie a bow on it like this is the same one grandma norma's favorite birthday present ever when last this last weekend i brought my girlfriend claire back over and she brought up she's like my birthday's coming up best birthday present i ever got one year for my 90th birthday just they just bought me 90 household items <laughs> That was her favorite one. We bought her baking soda and vinegar. And she's like, I don't have to send anyone shopping for a week. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Fucking. It's like, it's like your house is a dollar general. It's crazy. Yeah. Also, (laughs) she loved it because she was like, I bet this gift only cost you a dollar each. And it's like even less than that, grandma. We bought in bulk. Yeah. Um, Everyone, I hope, knows a Grandma Norman in their life. And if they don't, they do now. Um, mm, you know, until next time, Grandma Norma's going to get to see Tua get his ass kicked on a big TV screen.
Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.